Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, Ad managing editor at FightfulWrestling.com. It is the Fightful Wrestling Podcast. For May 14th, post-Smackdown, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about. Some Lars Sullivan news. We've got SmackDown. We've got NBA talk, which we're saving for the end. And we're going to preview this weekend's Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I am joined by one Alex Palowski. We were talking off the air, Alex. Real teams don't tank. That's right. No need to. Uh, You can get rewarded for just being, you know, generically lousy. Remember that, WWE. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we are going to talk WWE, but uh, let's talk about this Lars Sullivan news. So for those who aren't caught up, uh, Lars Sullivan had some message board posts from a bodybuilding.com account from a decade ago, approaching the time he signed with WWE uh, that were disgusting in nature. Uh, Quite frankly, looks like some like a lot of trolling going on there, a lot of race baiting, a lot of a lot of weird stuff involved in there that offends almost every type of group. Now, I can tell you from personal experience, those who I've spoken to within WWE, though it's been known for several months, there were a lot of people that he worked with that were shocked by this because they talk about how mild-mannered and how respectful he is, how well that he abides by the unwritten rules of wrestling and they say they were like really that's him you sure type of thing that was the response i always got he came out he issued a statement last week but it continued to pick up momentum wwe today announced that they were fining him a hundred thousand dollars and sending him to sensitivity training Uh, i have asked about where that fine is going i have not been given an answer But uh, we reached out to Lars for comment, and he said that he would stick with his apology and let that kind of speak for itself. What do you think of this? Does the punishment fit the crime? I know a lot of people – there are a lot of aspects to this, Alex. There was was some chatter online, people saying, oh, well, he said this stuff while he was under contract. He did not. There is no evidence that these were made while he was under contract. So you do have a completely other facet of this where an independent contractor – is being punished for something they didn't do while under that independent contract. 
There's a lot of gray area there. Obviously, I think as far as the punishment goes, it's that or getting cut. Yeah. Yeah, you got to find him. Uh, I personally, I would figure out a way to curtail his push because I feel like you you just have listen. They they well, I'm actually we can talk about it now. They had a really brief segment with him um, uh, on on the show tonight, and they had Kayla Braxton, a woman of color, um, interviewing him. But she's really nervous, and she the reason she is is because Tom Phillips says she knows what Lars Sullivan is capable of. Yeah, we all do. That's the whole point. Uh, that's a problem that we know what he's capable, of, maybe maybe not of doing, but certainly of thinking and of writing down for other people to see. Um, do I think that this will have long term repercussions for him? No, I do not, um, because of the society we live in, and particularly the people who are in charge of WWE. If they decide they can make money from him, that's it. That's fine. If they can't, then he'll, then he's no good to them anyway. But Mel Gibson, like, is on, was recorded, like, telling his pregnant girlfriend that he hopes to get raped by a pack of N-words. A pack of them. He told, Mel Gibson told Winona Ryder that she was an oven dodger. Because, you know. He, he also referred to his girlfriend's fake breasts and said, they're big and stupid and fake and I don't like them. Yeah. Um, uh, he's, um, he's playing Santa. Mel Gibson's playing Santa. So if Mel Gibson can have a comeback and they assume everyone's forgotten about it, well, then I'm not surprised that that a few message board posts uh, don't result in anything really punitive. $100,000, we'll see where that goes. I mean, it would. I'm not sure that should go to some kind of charity. It shouldn't, like, go into Vince's pocket. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's got to go somewhere where it's to, actually being utilized. To help pay off Hulk Hogan for his next appearance. Yeah, true. That that. And, yeah. and I saw a lot of people compare it to Hulk Hogan, and I was like, well, little different. Little different there. Uh, yeah. As yeah. wild as the large stuff is, I could in some way believe that maybe he's learned from that. Uh, based on the people that I've spoken to of all backgrounds and genders and positions within WWE that were like, that ain't the guy that we know. Now, that being said, Hulk Hogan was caught (laughs) on audio being concerned that he would be reincarnated into a black man. Like, that was a concern for him. Yeah. no, And he was fired as a result. With Lars, the result was you do this or you fire him. And uh, I, for one, hope that he learned from it. The stuff that he said was weird and odd and gross and i didn't like any of it uh man yeah you you wonder how uh, how what kind of sensitivity training it's going to be uh and, and how and how much of it is just like show up listen to us talk at you for four hours each day over the course of a weekend then sign this saying that you learned something because that's what a lot of the sensitivity training is. And I would hope it would be something where he would actually, um, you know, go to a boys and girls club and like understand the people that you're talking about and, and maybe try and figure out a way of, you know, recognizing how, how what, what those words do to hurt yeah. people. A lot of people in this day and age, they're quick to cancel other people. I, I would like to believe that everybody has some worth beyond that to where if somebody screws up or even does something really stupid, maybe they can be rehabilitated or maybe he already has. I don't know. I I can't say that I know the guy uh, personally on that level, but I hope that 
that something good comes out of something really, really bad. I, I have personally seen uh, internet trolls be called out for it and had a conversation with, and by the end of it, they're like, yeah, sorry, I was just I was just lashing out because I was mad about stuff. I used to troll Justin Labar pretty publicly. <laughs> That's kind of how my journalism career got started. Right. But I, mean, I, like- I told him in no uncertain terms, I thought I could do his job better than him. And we had a conversation about it. And he was like, well, here's what you do. And I was like, you know what? I should. He called me on my shit. I got mm-hmm. better about it. I'm, I, I wonder, and without speculating, um, a lot of the people that I know who are reformed internet trolls uh, were going through some mental health stuff. And this was just something that they, that they needed that was just like this, a, a way to, for them to lash out. It was something that they needed. And we know that he's gone through some stuff recently. I don't know how far back in the past that kind of stuff goes, or even if it's the same kind of thing. I don't, I'm not giving this guy a pass. Some of the stuff he said was just vile. So, you know what? Like I want to, I want to hope that he's gotten better. I, 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 especially within this job, I try and separate the art from the artist. Lord knows there are people whose ring work and character work. I respect who I know have views as people that I do not agree with. So, you know, it's just trying to figure out ways of being able to look at this for what it is and separate that from the people performing it. Well, I think there's something we can all agree with. Shop.fightful.com kicks ass. Look at that. Look at that beautiful thing. I haven't ironed it yet. That's our beach logo. It's a beauty. You don't got to wear black all the time. But you know what, Alex? If you want to... Ooh. Oh damn! But you know what? Maybe you're like hot ah, dog. I'm going to this AEW show. I need some some black and yellow. Nice. Oh, we got that too. Maybe you're a Steelers fan. Maybe you're from Fleming County, Kentucky, like me. You're cheering on the Panthers, which I haven't given a shit about in 15 years since <laughs> I left. But but you know we we got we got the blue and white too. Ooh. My God, we got to get some ugly ass green and brown for Alex going. <laughs> Whoa, what do we got here? Check it out, shop.fightful.com. Uh, Tim Traver submitted a super chat and says, getting my dad a Fightful coffee mug for Father's Day. What a gift idea. Fantastic. It is. Remember, guys, subscribe to fightfulselect.com. It's how we uh, support these shows and bring you them all the time. It is our premium service. Go check it out. Fightfulselect.com. There's probably something over there you're going to like. This month's retro review, Money in the Bank 2011. But if you want to submit a question on uh, on our super chat here on uh, Fightful's post show, uh, we answer any questions, comments like that. <laughs> Dick Breath Express is really putting his sponsor money in. <laughs> He says, I need a toothpaste colored shirt. Well, you probably do by the sounds of it, buddy. <laughs> and we have them over there at shop.fightful.com. Somebody is asking for SRS bobbleheads. What is with the obsession between my employer and my face? I don't know. My head. Tomorrow, I'm going to unveil a plan that I had that I revealed to Alex to troll Jimmy the next time he does something like that. <laughs> Jimmy's probably watching this. Think he might be in Vegas next week. We will be too. Let us know. Um, let us know uh, if you're going to be in Vegas. We would love to see you. But let's talk SmackDown Live from London, the O2 Arena. 
Starts off with Roman Reigns bringing out The Miz, who does just an absolute failure version of Wonderwall, Alex. <sighs> what was this? He tried, he crashed, he burned, and he knew it. I don't know if this babyface Miz thing is going to work for me. No. Um, you know what doesn't work for me? Doing the exact same opening segment back-to-back nights. Yeah. Roman, like Miz bringing out Roman on one night and then Roman bringing out Miz the next night. And I, I, again, not to harp on this, but this, the wild card rule, it says if they're invited, is there, is, can anybody invite anybody? Because it's just like a, a, a open invitation thing or is the first four people that invite their friends? It's just, a, it's, a, it's odd. Um Okay, fine. It's it still is weird to see Roman and the Miz as like buddies. It's just weird. Yeah, and it's forced. It is. It's very forced. Very forced. Shane McMahon comes out and says that Miz is banned from the arena tonight. Elias trashes Roman Reigns. They pretend like they're gonna go after the baby faces, but then Shane brings out Rowan and Daniel Bryan. This is bad nineteen eighty nine booking, I think. And I mean like there was some good nineteen eighty nine booking. But this is like all the bad guys hate all the good guys for yeah, no reason. Yeah, this is um I, I put on Twitter, it's it's like all all the heels are automatically Shane's henchmen. I mean, I, I guess I mean he's the boss's kid and he pays their salaries, but it just feels like it's he's skeletor and they're all yeah. like trap jaw. Like they're gonna start shilling Chinese on demand movies soon. Yeah, it's oh man. Fortunately, the Usos come out. That's a saving grace of this. The Usos and Roman Reigns. They should have been put together last year to add some edge to Roman Reigns. Yeah, that would have been good. I, I, I'm still looking forward to, to a a bloodline type of thing with the three of these guys. But they've got to get on the same show. Oh, but whoops, it doesn't oh, matter. Because the wild card rules, they could just appear on each other's shows whenever they want as long as they're invited. It's a second week, man, of this wild card thing. And I was like, all right, I'll give it some time. I hate it so much. Yeah. I hate this fucking wild card. Pardon my language. So much. Yep. It really diminishes my enjoyment of the program. And it's a crutch for Vince McMahon. I'm sure that myself and Jimmy are really going to deep dive on this. Uh, there, There's an article going around that I'm going to talk about at length on probably the Wednesday show where a caller uh, called into PW Torch's, uh, I think it's so, a Wade Keller show. And I read the recap of it. And I was like, that's what I've been hearing. 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 A lot of this stuff off the record, so I can't right. really talk about it. But I was able to go get some people to go on the record anonymously about it. And it, it is, the thing is, most of the things that people assume are true. Right. It's one guy. One guy. Elliot says, I turned this off as soon as I saw Roman and the Miz. Have a good night, guys. Thank you for your donation at the very <laughs> least. Hey. Hey. Oh, man. But at least the Usos came out and run everybody out. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan are put in a four and three handicap match along with Elias and Shane. The Miz is out. Okay. Okay. Randy Orton cuts a little promo. And then this fatal four-way match gets started during the commercial break. I hate that. Yeah, no, it's stupid. You can't do that. Listen, okay, here's the other thing. 
Um, you have this talky-talky thing where they come out and all the stars are there and they all be, hey, you're not allowed here, you're banned, and later on we're going to fight you. We're going to have a little brawl here to set up the match we have later when you could have just started with this fatal four-way match, which is the only real thing of consequence on the show, and you do the whole match, all 15 minutes of it, with no commercials. Then, after the commercial, you can set up your stupid four-on-three thing in a 45-second backstage segment. Like, I don't, I mean, is it a wrestling show or is it a talky-talky show? It's just, it just does, there's, this was a lazy, lazy episode of WWE television. Yeah, Mustafa Ali and Randy Orton are paired up pretty heavily early going as are Balor and Andrade. I loved Ali faking out Randy Orton for the RKO. Mm-hmm. That was a good way for the young guy to get one up on the veteran. Yep. This is the best Randy Orton I've seen in years. Show yep. up RKO people and then occasionally have fast-paced matches Randy yeah. Orton. Yeah, That's the best Randy Orton. And yeah. oh, maybe have him do a live event here and there. Why not, man? And the fact um, that he as I've mentioned in the past, has spoken openly about being willing to listen to AEW, that's going to add another couple hundred thousand dollars to his next contract, probably. Yep, it certainly will. Smart man, uh, that Randy Orton. So, occasionally he's going to work these live events, but so far this year, Randy Orton has worked, I think, 28, 29 matches. Mm -hmm. If you can work six to seven matches a month and get paid seven figures to do it, Hey, more power to you, Randy, especially if you're going to have good matches like this and step out and do some creative stuff like what he did with Ali. Right. Uh, Andrade brings out a ladder because why not? It makes sense. Why wouldn't he? Well, because Ali body presses him. And Ali, it looks like Ali got the worst of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He bounced off of that ladder. And uh, we see everybody going wild after the commercial. Balor gets sent into the ladder. Everybody gets a little offense in. I loved the spot where Ollie missed the 450, yeah. did the roll, got RKO'd. I want to see Orton and Ali just go. I don't want to see a chin lock in that match, Alex. <laughs> I want to see them falls count anywhere, no disqualification. I want to see what these two men cook up. Yeah, well, that's the other thing is that I, 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 the RKO is too protected. Like there's, I'm sure there's a million ways that that um, that Ali can think of to find his way into taking an RKO. But the first one is going to be the last one because I don't think he's kicking out of them. Yeah. So it would be a weird way to like – maybe you have like Randy be like, okay, I'm not pinning you. Get up. I'm going to do it to you again. And then Ollie fights back. It's a little offense in and then takes another one. Like maybe that's it or a two out of three falls match. I don't know what you do, but but um, you're right. It just uh, it doesn't it doesn't allow for a lot of possibilities beyond the – uh, fake out, almost RKO, and then eventually RKO, and then pinfall. This was a very, very good match. Up there with match of the week in, on, between Raw and SmackDown. Tope Conhilo from Balor. Andrade runs Balor into the stairs and wins with a hammerlock DDT. Another champion gets pinned on the show because right. titles don't mean anything. No, they don't. Andrade climbs the ladder, but then Ricochet shows up and springboards out. Now, is he invited? Who invited Ricochet? Or can he can, can he just show up? Does he not count because he wasn't invited? I don't know. That's a wild card. That's the use of one of them. There you yeah, go. I guess so. Sure. I mean, he lost last night, so you got to get him on there. That's Robert true. Larry sends a super chat. Thank you very much. Hey, SRS, 
Do you think the female viewership is declining due to the WWE not promoting the entire women's division correctly or the overall product itself? I think they, they honestly promote the women's division pretty well. I think consistently it's some of the best stuff on the show each week. It's inconsistent, and I think that the viewership is declining because the show is not consistently good and does not make sense. Now, let me make this clear. There is one person in particular that doesn't care if it makes sense, and that's Vince McMahon. Right. Triple H, specifically, I'm told, wants this show to make sense. A lot of the writers do, too, because they know that their work is reflected into this. From what I understand, Vince McMahon does not think that we, the audience, cares if a lot of this makes sense. And he is living in an era. I I don't know the last time where... uh, Okay, I don't want to say that. How long was Avengers Endgame, Alex? Three hours and one minute. Three hours long. And TV shows are are the wave these days. People want to sit down and binge watch. They want to be hooked into a story. Mm Mm-hmm. Long-term storytelling is the way to go. And some people say, eh, for kids, you know what? You know what? I got behind I got, I got behind stories as a kid. I got behind the mega powers exploding. Mm-hmm. Tell the story. Yep. We see a bunch of selfie promos. Ember Moon, Bailey, Carmella, they're very generic. Very. No, they're incredibly generic. They don't mean anything. Uh, they come out and say, here, here, my name is blank. I believe that I shall win this Sunday. That's it. That's it. The cookie cutter crap filler doesn't. I mean, like, yes, good. I, I, you know what? I suspected that you predicted that you would win, but thank you for telling me that my prediction was right. That's it. Fine. Good. Some of, some of them are better than others, but ultimately it's just filler. Alistair Black was moody again, Alex. I want him to stop talking and start kicking. He, he is the new Bray Wyatt in that regard. He says stuff with, while saying absolutely nothing. Oh, it was like, part of it was like veered on, like was close to like quoting Shakespeare. Like, I don't, I mean, the philosophical stuff is fine, but it's just, they're, they're telling him to slow down more because, hey, we have two and a half minutes to fill. We wrote you 35 seconds of text. <laughs> like, please slow down. And so he does. And then it makes him sound stupid. I don't understand. Like, this is not... Again, Warren Hayes uh, tweeted this out. Just a reminder, Aleister Black got over in NXT by largely being mute for like the first year. In fact, the first thing that got what reactions was him talking. Yeah. Like, when oh he, would, he, he started talk. to make short jokes to Zelina and we're yeah, all like, eh. no, 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 don't do that. Just, just, just come out and spin back heel kick somebody. Yeah. This other thing is that him... Where like wearing his weird like button all the way up to the neck, short sleeve, satin goth shirt. Like, where's his amazing dragon vest? What? Where's this guy that we all fell in love with? And here's the other thing: the guy that you brought up that was teaming with Ricochet is not this guy. I understand that you split him up, but he was kind of getting over as that thing. Then you brought him on SmackDown and said, "Whatever you do, please don't appear in the ring." considering you're one of the best in-ring performers that we have under contract, that would be terrible if you were to actually, you know, wrestle. I don't, no, nobody can convince me that's a good choice. Yeah. 
So at the top of the show, they said, all new Firefly Funhouse. And then at 920, what we got was the same exact thing as last night. Right. It was an all new for SmackDown. Um, listen, the, I'm, I'm, I'm even more confident in, in, in the possibility of this being really, really great for Bray Wyatt uh, than I was last night. Particularly because he's on Twitter tonight as the Mr. Rogers character. Like tweeting out like, gee, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, sorry for all those terrible things I did to you for the past several years. If you guys ever need a third for another six-man tag and you need a guy to like step in and be part of the Shield, I'll do it. I'd love to. I bet he tweets out, P.S. Gosh, I miss you, John Moxley. Like the fact that it's that guy on Twitter that we know now that we've seen this little promo that lurking inside him is the dude in the mask. Like, that's so compelling. It's beyond anything else they have in WWE right now. I just can't wait to see where this goes from here. Bubba Ray is on Busted Open Radio saying, I hope this guy doesn't wrestle for, for a long time. It just terrorizes people like Freddy Krueger. And Bray responded to that saying, you get me. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here, you know? Breaking news. WWE is returning to Australia. This year i don't know if this means they're going to run a major event but melbourne sydney brisbane you would think so uh yeah you'd think wwe heading back to australia hey that's good news maybe we can put anna to work out there Mm -hmm. lars intimidates kayla braxton who just walks away (laughs) what do you think of this uh it's, it's it's um i mean is it one of those things where like they're 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 so blind to the to the response that they don't realize that they're being weird or are they steering into the skin you know like is it one of the two things it just didn't it didn't listen it just didn't feel right you know what i mean just feel felt weird and uh, again if he's not going to be beating up our truth i don't understand why he's even on the show like his 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 storyline isn't moving farther i mean yeah they showed uh uh a video package, one of 11 billion video packages t- tonight uh, of him beating up people. We recognize that that's his character. You can, we don't need to see it. Move on. Why was Charlotte Flair on the show, Alex? I don't know. She came out there and threw to a video. Right. Well, she's out there to say, hey, everybody, in case, in case you are the people who do not watch the show, here is here is the history of me and Becky Lynch. I mean, uh, I, I guess I'm biased because I do watch the show, but I feel like we know this by now. And even if we didn't, we could have watched this um, before the match on Sunday. But I guess this is to sell the match on Sunday. I don't know. Okay, fine. I mean, it's a go-home show. You're going to put a whole bunch of video packages together to sell the pay-per-view. That's fine. It just felt weird that she was like you had to actually manually do it like you couldn't just you know have tom phillips throw to it you actually had to have charlotte come out and do it i don't know whatever yeah we get this very long video it's real awkward it's something that we complained about i mean probably maybe even before fightful i was like it's awkward stop having them throw to videos and for like a year and a half they stopped and now they've brought it back with a vengeance they had these people come out of the ring and say Look at this video that was made or that I had made, but I'm not going to explain it. Like, I, I want to know, do they commission these videos? Are <laughs> they hitting 
cheap plug for IQ Wrestler on Twitter. Are they hitting up IQ Wrestler and saying, hey, homeboy, make me, make me a highlight clip. I need it. It would be one thing if they were there for a question and answer session after the video played. Like, okay, everybody, you've seen that. Now I'll take questions from the audience about what you've seen. There will be a quiz on this at the end of the semester. No, that's not there. They're just, they, they, I mean, d- does Charlotte slip out during the video? Does she like walk up the, up the ramp and out while the video's playing? It's just, it's nonsensical. So Lacey is shown in a very well lit locker room, mind very you, well, or dressing very room. Well lit. I'm impressed. Like, damn, man. Yeah. Uh, but she cuts a pretty generic promo as well, but it's still good. She's got great delivery, but a lot of generic promos that where you said something without saying anything. Again, it's also one of those things of like, Becky's going to have a new nickname after Sunday. Becky, black eye. That's not going to be her nickname. That's stupid. And like I also, gonna, she's had that nickname before. Yeah. And I'm going to have a new nickname too. Lacey Evans, Raw Women's Champion. That's not a nickname. That's your title. That's the thing that you actually, that's not, a, a, okay, Lacey, whatever. I mean, again, I don't blame her. I just think some of the writing is just atrocious. Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan, Rowan, and Elias defeated the Super Samoan Smash Cousins. Shout out to uh, Wildboy87 who pitched that name. And I said, he was like, I'll probably name him that. And I was like, I wish they would. That's way better than a lot of things that they think of. Yeah. Usos get worked over big time. A lot of cheap heel work. Reigns gets in, goes after Brian. Elias connects with a great knee to Reigns. I didn't think this was a great match because I asked myself, why are we supposed to care about Shane and pals? And why do they care? Maybe the Usos do because they're a tag team, but they're a tag team on Raw, so why would they care? Well, we'll find out later. But yeah. Brian and Rowan had real new, no, really no juice in this match. What's the point? Usos do because they're just defending their cousins. They're they're those type of people. Yeah, I. I it just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It, the whole Brian and Rowan, like I'm I'm fine with them, like taking the. the the preferential treatment that they're getting, but to be stooges to, to, to the McMahons just doesn't feel right. Like obviously I mean, McMahons are according to Daniel Bryan would be some of the worst people as far as like consuming the planet of anybody. Why he decided with like, yes, absolutely. I will do your bidding. That doesn't make any sense. Jimmy Uso super kicks all around. Jay helps out as well, but Shane ends up breaking up the pin. We get drift away, a super kick, a Daniel Bryan knee, but Rain stops that. Clotheslined outside by uh, by Rowan, but then Ro- Ro- Roman Reigns follows up with a Superman punch off the stairs, but he's uh, taken out. Shane cannot quite get the coast to coast like he used to. <laughs> nope, can't quite. It is, it is a good old, as we call it on the MMA show, it's a pant shitter kick now. Yeah, I mean, right to the abdominals. He's he's closer to fifty than he is to forty five at this point, right? Like, yeah, I think like, so. Like, eventually, you just stop doing that. That's not a thing you do when you're when you're fifty five. Like, you you can you can stop at any point. It would have been know? way funnier if he had Rowan and Elias like carry him into the drop kick. Like physically, just ram like the battering ram. 
<laughs> that would have been way funnier. Uh, I, I don't know if funny is what they were going for there. But... I, that's what I want. I want him. I want this is what he needs to do. They because hey, it's many the bank season. Like he 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 measures it and says, I don't know. And he has Rowan bring in like a smaller stepladder two-thirds of the way closer yeah. to the ring, and he does it coast to coast off the top of that ladder. That'd be funny. You yeah. know what it actually makes sense because it's money in the bank season, there's ladders everywhere. Wild Boy submitted a super chat. Thank you for putting me over. Hey, good idea, my dude. Brand split means nothing. Because it was announced after this. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yes, the Usos will take on Daniel Bryan and Rowan, and I thought it was for a tag title match. So I was like, oh, the Usos lose and they get a tag title match. But then I'm told it's not a title match. And then we joked in the chat, well, not yet, not until WWE announces it later, and then probably adds the Revival, who have lost a bunch of matches in a row. This doesn't make any sense. No, it's they, they need filler for the pre-show. They don't, though. There are like 10 matches on the show already, which we got a preview. Son of a bitch. Paige introduces the Kabuki Warriors. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, what's the big deal? Asuka and her Kabuki mask. Now, this is a hunch. Uh But I'm going to guess that Vince named them this because that's the first thing he thought of was the great Kabuki. Right, sure. No, absolutely. Um, the, The name did not get over with the crowd. No, the name was like, they were like, why? Here's the other thing that when you name a tag team a name, like the tag team is the thing, so that you introduce them as that. To me, that 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 removes a lot of agency from the from the individuals as parts of that tag team. Um, I st- I still think the ceiling for Asuka and Kyrie Sane is much higher as future uh, women's champions. Like as singles match, singles wrestlers. That's I, I've watched them do amazing stuff as singles wrestlers. You have to, you're trying to build out this women's tag division. I understand, but these two women, this is way below their pay grade. It should be anyway. Uh, it's cool to watch them team together. They're really great professional wrestlers. But all like taking aside the fact that it's the most stereotypical BS. Ridiculous! The Kabuki war. Kabuki's aren't warriors, man. It's like it's a style of theater. It's not like Kabuki or samurai. Like it's a. It's just beyond stupid, and the fact that it's like uh Japanese Kabuki. There it is. It's done. And you you you're going to go from Viking warriors to Kabuki warriors? Like please, like. You're not going to team up two black guys and make them the Zulu warriors, are you? Please By de- well, they, they might. By definition, Kabukis are generally male these days, too. So well, that, at that's least true. that's by the... That is, yeah, that is very true. Iconics are in commentary. Fire and Desire talk some trash. I mean, this this match made sense. They built it a couple over a few weeks, so I'm, I'm glad they did it. Uh, they, they had some miscommunication, though. Uh, Kyrie gets back on the same page by slapping the shit out of Mandy. 
Kyrie plays that face in peril until Oscar cleans house. I like Fire and Desire as a heel team, and it seems like they have that miscommunication, but they're always like, all right, that sucks. We lost, but how many times can they lose? I don't know. Uh, one good thing you can say, Sonya Deville consistently has some of the best gear in wrestling. It doesn't look tacky no. and like, like a wrestling company designed it. Looks like she told them what she wanted. Also, she has a good spine buster. Mandy demanded the tag, stepped in and got crucifixed and pinned. Okay. All right. All right. The Kabuki Warriors mashup team is lazy. It's not even a mashup. They play they play like several bars from one of them and then yes. several bars from the other one. I mean, that's not a mashup. It's just like you 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 cut and paste and you edit it in some kind of it's just bad. It's not good. Uh, it's not good. Main event segment. Kevin Owens uh, cuts a promo backstage, but before this, Kofi Evan or Kofi Kingston uh, tells Woods that he wants to handle this business by himself. Kevin Owens is is cutting his promo and says he's going to break Kofi's back and his shoulder and all this stuff. Kofi interrupts. Now I don't know why Kevin's doing this promo backstage because it's time for the Kevin Owens show. But then he gets really mad that Kofi came out to kick off the Kevin Owens show himself. Little of this made sense, Alex. None of it made sense. Yeah. I was being generous with little, but Kofi intros Kevin, but the crowd wants the Kofi show. and They did not get a good show, and they were still hot for Kofi Kingston. That is a very big endorsement for Kofi's main event push. Uh, I got to say, this was one of the most pointless episodes of wrestling I've seen in a long time. Keep in mind... I was over the moon about last night's Raw. I thought they accomplished a whole lot. They literally accomplished more in the Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss segment than they did in this entire show. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, it's a lot of just treading water before before, – and I I mean, again, it's a a London show. It's Um, pre-taped. Stop rubbing your hands. uh, Sorry. (laughs) It just – it just – it doesn't feel – if I had known, because I didn't at the time, several weeks ago when they were like, and these four people are money in the bank, and these four people are money in the bank, I was like, why aren't you guys having like qualifying matches right up to the go-home show? Immediate stakes. But the problem was but the problem was is that the go-home show is this filler crap that you're gonna that you know ahead of time you're gonna do in London and nothing's actually gonna mean anything. So we gotta get all these people named the money in the bank match right now. Otherwise what are we gonna do? We're not gonna actually do anything of consequence in London. Why would he do that? So I mean at least last night they did the thing with Sammy and Braun, but I got a suspicion that that they're kind of forced into that. That 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 wrap on on Braun's bicep was just so noticeable. So it looks like it's kind of like I don't know if it's going to require surgery or something, but it seems like it's like let's get the big man out and put Sammy in there again. Though Sa- Sammy was Sammy invited as part of the wild card rule. Well, he like, he is a part of the wild card rule. Kofi and Owens brawl, then Sammy Zayn shows up just to get beaten up, and then Xavier Xavier makes a save. Kofi hits Sammy with the trouble in paradise. They already don't know what to do with the wild card. No, they don't. It's because Sammy is on Raw, and, Co- and Kevin Owens is on SmackDown. But thanks to the wild card rule, they can both be on both shows. I guess. Like just, the wild just, card should be one act, one team, one wrestler. That's all you need. It's and, your excuse. And, and even then, I don't like it 
No. And the, a lot of the people in the writing team don't like it. it Holy is- crap, man. It, it really hurts my interest in this show, Alex. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card. But like, the thing is, it does the opposite. Right, no, no, I understand. But what I'm saying is, Vince thinks of it as like, um, just put Sammy in there. And then somebody's like, oh, we, we can't because Sammy's on Raw and Kevin's on SmackDown. And this allows Vince to be like, this allows Vince to say that rule does not exist. I can do whatever I want and there's no, no consequences. There's no boundaries. I can, it, nothing matters because I say so. That's tough. WDB Money in the Bank is this weekend brought to you by FightfulSelect.com. I have the Fightful Report podcast this week. I'm giving you exclusive news, injury updates, contract updates, a lot more. Uh, we have Warren Hayes' NXT 205 Live UK review, the best online. Uh, there are no other websites that cover all the shows that we do. So check out FightfulSelect.com and support it. Leave a thumbs up. But we're going to make our predictions 11 matches booked for money in the bank, Alex. It doesn't feel like there's that many. You're you're gonna you're gonna tell them to me, and I'm and I will not know about at least four of them. Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Usos. I think the Usos will win this because as of now, because it's non-title, if it becomes title, Rowan and Bryan will win. Here's the here's the thing. Um because of the wildcard rule. If it is for title, they could just run the Usos back on a SmackDown because SmackDown desperately needs title, desperately needs tag teams. And then they get, after the Usos get beat for the titles, they can wind up back on Raw because nothing matters. Um, I, I agree with you in principle. If it is for the titles, then Daniel Bryan and Rowan win. If it's not, then the Usos win. But where does that leave Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan? Are they going to have more matches versus the Usos because the Usos beat them? Like, what? Arya Davari takes on Tony Nese for the uh, Cruiserweight title. I would not doubt that Vince McMahon is like, we're going to Saudi Arabia. Put the title on that brown guy. Uh, yeah, especially because, oh boy. Listen, you, ha <laughs> that, that and, show- and, and hey, I'll say this. Not that Arya Davari doesn't deserve it no. because he's awesome. Ari Darvari does deserve it. He's been putting in great work the entire time he's been he, on to a Despite Live. the fact that he is Shane Helms' twin. Yeah, that's true. But the idea that you would put the title on Davari, he's not just a brown guy, but he's from Iran. And he and we know from the first from the first ever show in Saudi Arabia where they brought out the Davari boys and had him wave the Iran flag, and there were death threats. Like absolutely, Vince is like, yeah, they'll he'll get a lot of heat. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, uh, no, especially since, you know, there's apparently plans at the White House to send 120,000 troops into Iran. This is all a great idea, Vince. Great. <laughs> Samoa Joe defends against Rey Mysterio. I think Rey is probably going to win this because he's been beaten so many times before. But I, I could just see Ray winning and celebrating with Dominic. I don't know. Uh, they have made me not care about either guy. No, no, it's yeah. Samoa Joe uh, going into mania, coming out of mania was this was his murder machine, which is what he should be. If he if he locks that cocaine clutch on you, you're done. 
um, and he can lock it in on you when you least expect it. That's a great thing. Now he's a joke again, and um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him lose to Dominic at some point in the next few months. Like, actually, in a wrestling match, lose to Dominic, uh, because they could absolutely do that to him. Um, I think Ray winning it is a good uh, feel-good moment, because that would mean he gets the Grand Slam. That's his, That's the last title he hasn't won as part of WWE. Steel cage match, Miz versus Shane McMahon. If they want to per- uh, perpetrate, uh, or at least portray, rather, Miz is a top-flight face. He's got to win. But they have a lot put into Shane McMahon right now. And I think that the no-DQ aspect of this will lead to Shane winning. Oh, man. Shane should win by walking right out the door. That's what he should do. Yeah. No, that's true. Do the, do the dumb, easy heel thing. Yeah. There's is so many bad things they can do with this. I don't need any – I'm done with Shane. Shane's kind of a thing. I've I've seen too much of him. He's just around all the time now, and it's just there's too much. Uh, but you're right. You're absolutely right. They're gonna they're gonna keep this thing going all the way to SummerSlam. Becky Lynch defends the SmackDown Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. She also defends the Raw Women's Championship against Lacey Evans. A lot of speculation that she'll end up losing one. Which if if she had to lose one. Which do you think it is? Personally, I'm going the SmackDown Women's Championship because Raw probably needs her a little bit more. Although Raw has had some nice glimpses based on what we've seen in the ring. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see her pull it out versus um, one of them, but be, uh, be in such bad shape after the match that the other one really isn't much of a contest. And it, but she but she is actually you know trying to be the relief really, the the big fighter about it and everything. Do, do you remember the idea I pitched about how somebody cashed in and it was on a show where she couldn't get to them? Yes. Yeah, literally can't do that now. No, can't do that now. No, they that, did the one thing. Yeah, they made a wild card to where you literally could not do that storyline anymore. Ah, oh, so bad. Um, I I yeah I, I'm 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 gonna say she does win. The Raw and then loses uh, SmackDown. Um, but the other thing you could easily have is you could have her beat Charlotte. But the problem is, is she wins the first one and loses the second one. There's no way the opposite is true. Well, WWE, I wouldn't put it past them to do a thing where somebody cashes in in between the two. <laughs> and then the second cash in is what wears her down for Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> that that could do it. Um, <laughs> who wins women's money in the bank by the way Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Natalia, Dana Brooke Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, Carmella the only one that actually has any forward momentum right now is Alexa Bliss but I, I can't see them giving it to her two two years in a row it just isn't, I, 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 you don't know their booking of Alexa Bliss then because she has been involved yeah. in literally nothing but championship pictures, I mean, before, yeah, you're this, right. before this singles run, her last match was a tag team tournament qualifier. I guess. Uh, title picture, money in the bank, yeah. that's all she's ever done in WWE, Alex. I guess what I'm saying is, not that I can't see them giving it to Alexa Bliss. If I could see them giving to, if, it to any woman twice in a row, it would be Alexa Bliss. But I have a, I, I just had a hard time in general thinking, oh, this winner will win it again. 
when there've only been three of these. Yeah, it just that that doesn't feel right to me. But then again, I'm not Vince McMahon, so I wouldn't mind it being somebody out of left field. I wouldn't mind it being yeah. Mandy Rose or Dana Brooke. I would really like that. I don't think Naomi needs it or should have it. Uh, I don't think Natalia works for it right now. I don't think. I think that. Natalia and Dana Brooke were auditioning for a tag team run on Raw. That's what it looked like. Yeah, it, no. when they did the double team moves, it looked like they were auditioning for a tag team. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, my 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 dark horse uh, pick is uh, Mandy Mandy Rose because I mm-hmm. think that there's something they could do with that. The the one who I would love to see it uh, because I want to see her be a champ is Ember Moon, but I don't yeah. think there's any chance that she wins it. Yeah, men's money in the bank. Sami Zayn, Ricochet, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, Randy Orton, Andrade, Ali. I don't think it'll be Balor because he's got the Intercontinental title. Who who does it for you here? Well, not Ricochet because he posed with the damn briefcase tonight, so that's out. Um, my, my thought is it's going to be Sammy. It would make uh, sense. Because Sammy is also out there every week speaking Vince McMahon's direct thoughts to the audience. Also so, true. So so if he's out there waving around the money in the bank saying, I'm going to be champion, and you're not, and oh, don't you all just hate it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could see it be Sammy, especially since they set up this whole thing where Baron and Drew got him into the match to begin with because they thought he wasn't a threat. If Sammy sneaks in behind them and gets the briefcase, that at least completes a story arc even though it's only a one-week story arc. I'm going with Sami Zayn as well. Roman Reigns versus Elias. I don't think Elias has a chance in hell. No. They, why even do the match? Kofi Kingston taking on uh, Kevin Owens, WWE Championship. I see Kofi retaining here. I think he's going to carry that title uh, probably into SummerSlam at the very yeah. least, unless they money in the bank him or he's they got, cash yeah. in on him. Yeah, he's got... um. He's got a, a lot of good momentum. He's still staying hot. That's amazing. But, but the, the confidence of Vince McMahon, too, from what I understand. The the other thing that that would be really, really great is if you somehow uh, wound up with Kevin Owens having the WWE Championship on SmackDown and Sami Zayn holding the Money in the Bank contract on Raw and just waiting for his time to, to, to get the Universal Championship away from from Seth Rollins, and so that you could have those two guys being just complete and utter bastards, um, you know, being able to, like, be gleeful with each other about them being champions. But, yeah, I agree with you. Kofi's going to keep it. Main event, Seth Rollins taking on AJ Styles, WWE Universal Championship. Another one of those where I think that Rollins is probably going to retain it, although you know what would be a nice refresher? A little bit, I would be refreshed to see a little bit of hot potatoing with Raw's top prize because it's not something we've really ever got to see. We we got to see it a little bit when Balor got hurt, and then mm-hmm. it went from Owens to Goldberg to Lesnar. But really, since then, yep. it's been hot potatoing under really crappy pretenses. And if AJ Styles went heel and had the club help him, you know what? I wouldn't hate that finish, but I'm not convinced that WWE would do that. I don't even know. I, I don't know what the club are doing. I don't know if there are any plans for them. I don't. I don't even know if they're on the European tour right now. Right. Um. I have a question. Is 
Brock confirmed for the Saudi Arabia thing? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I, the club has not wrestled since their Raw debut. Um, there you go. Um, so Brock's confirmed for the Saudi th- Saudi thing. Seth also. But neither of them have a match yet. Oh, God damn it. Brock showing up at the end of this thing and, and attacking Seth, and that's how they're setting up that match. They're, you know what's happening. Brock versus Seth in, in the desert. And the sands of time. <laughs> Gonna roll everything back. Back to the future, baby. Those are our predictions. Watch the post show. It's live this Sunday. Uh, feels a little different not having an NXT before this, but hey, that's. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that to that June first show. That's going to be uh, some good stuff on there. Another show I'm looking forward to in June. Uh, it is titled the Fightful's Post NBA Draft Show Spectacular <laughs> for some reason, and it might not even be a post show. We might just go live after the number three pick, <laughs> and then just shit. <laughs> Because what else matters? Do the audio equivalent of shit posting throughout that entire thing. Yeah. I because, I mean, one of my favorite things, like, it's so funny. I'll find people that quote tweet me from stuff I did, like, three or four years ago on NBA posts. And I'm like, no, you you don't realize I don't cover the NBA. <laughs> my favorite thing, yeah. even more than wrestling, is overreacting to NBA draft night trades. I'm I'm overreacting to the to the draft lottery. Apparently, oh, they, yeah. they whisked old Zion Williamson out of that room because he was so pissed that the Knicks didn't get the number one pick. <laughs> like, he's he, there, there's speculation he may pull an Eli Manning and refuse to play anywhere but New York. Whew. What kind of deal do you think the Knicks could swing to get the number one pick out of New Orleans? Nothing. Nothing. What do they have? They have nothing unless they're going to trade Kyrie that they just signed, which is impossible. Like it's not. Yeah, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. So it's like they, there's a reason the Knicks were so bad. Oh my god! They, get it. I'm looking at what they have. They they've got Kevin Knox. That's a good piece. And this is on the books for next year because they only have 36 million. Yeah. Committed. Right. <laughs> They don't have shit. No, no. <laughs> they don't have nothing. Uh, Mitchell <laughs> Robinson. Mitchell Robinson's all right. I like Mitchell Robinson. Uh, anybody who shoots sixty nine, nice from the nice. field. Uh, you know, granted he's not shooting any threes. No, but that's an okay piece. I like that. Kevin Knox is pretty good. That number three. If you if you trade number three, you're getting uh, R.J. Barrett probably. Right. That's pretty good. It's okay. You're gonna have to trade another draft pick at least. Yeah, this is the thing. Is is what you would have to do is say you can have this year's uh, number three pick. You will also yeah. get our our first round draft pick in the next five years. If, if we if we can please have Zion Williamson, thank you. Like it doesn't make any sense. New Orleans is saying, "Oh, we're gonna draft Zion and he'll team with uh, Anthony Davis, who still wants to be here, right, Anthony?" I don't know. I don't know, yeah. man. This is this is what's so great about tonight's uh, draft lottery: utter chaos. <laughs> Nobody knows what happens now. Now that New Orleans has this pick, it's craziness. It is, it is craziness. And like, I'm I'm just looking and I'm trying to be like, what the hell could New York put together? 
to get that number three pick, it, even if Zion demanded. And I'm looking, all right, Dennis Smith Jr. is under contract for two more seasons. 4.4 next year, 5.6 the next year. That's pretty good. Decent for, for, for who he is. That's a that's a good contract. And especially if his three-point shot comes along and he get, he gets more accurate, that's good. You do Robinson, Smith, and Knox, and a pick, and probably another future pick. That's all just to move up two spots, though. <laughs> but you got to load it. You yeah. can't do anything else. There's nothing else you can do. And like this is the other thing is that the I love that the, 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 the idea of Durant and Kyrie both signing there was predicated on the fact that New Orleans, that New York was going to get the number one pick, even yeah. though they had equal chance at it as two other yeah. teams. That's like, the thing. I didn't get that. I'm like, guys, there, there really is. There's less incentive to tank than ever, and that's 100%, why. 100. percent This is the thing. Is that this is the first year, and so many Knicks fans were thinking, "We got the worst record, which means we're guaranteed the pick." Like this isn't the NFL, man. Yeah, it's not the NFL. That's not how that works. You can tank all you want, and it's not it doesn't mean anything. I love it, and it's something we were talking about off the air. I respect the Bucks for not tanking. The, the Bucks are where they are, number one team, at least in the regular season, number one record in the regular season, and they're and they're doing a little on the playoffs. The the highest pick, meaning close to number one that they have on the team right now, is number 10. 10th pick. That's it. Like, like Giannis was a crazy luck thing. Like, there's this really tall kid in Greece who might be good. Yeah, go ahead, pick him. Like, yeah. So many teams passed on him because they just didn't know what they what what he was possible. And to be honest, it's a it's a crazy hundred million to one shot that he became this good. So yeah. So the Bulls, which I technically like, I'll give you all the background of my fandom. I am from Kentucky, huge basketball state, no basketball team. Nope. We tried to get the Louisville Colonels like whenever the Bobcats came in. Right. There was a big push for that. I still want an NBA team here. I grew up in the '90s, Bulls fan. That's just how it ended up. I've tried to jump on that Toronto Raptors bandwagon over the last three years because it's no secret Toronto is good to me. With the Bulls, boy, oh. Now, hey, you know what? Zach Levine, Otto Porter, Lori Markin, and Wendell Carter. You can do a lot worse than that, especially the way that Otto Porter played after he was traded for. The, uh, the the problem is is that they re-signed that coach and he's yeah. not he's not gonna develop anybody. Yeah. You know, there's gonna be a lot of kids out there just trying to get theirs and they're it's it's not gonna be so uh, uh, another pretty. another moving piece here. John ja Morant is gonna get picked number two and yeah. Mike Conley is yeah. that Mike Conley's get, gotta get traded. Oh yeah, he should have been traded during the regular season too. That so, would have been a really big thing for other teams. Yeah. So now all of these teams that are probably going to try to get Kemba Walker or Kyrie Irving, yep. Mike Conley's in the mix too. And that ain't a bad yep. consolation prize, even no. if he's something years old. No, it's, it's good. And, and, for the, and for the right team, he becomes like that fourth or fifth, fifth best player that could push them towards, uh, towards something. And, and depending on who, on who your point guard is, he could, be, he could anchor that second unit and you would have zero drop-off because he's not going to commit turnovers, he's gonna he's gonna keep everything good, and that's the problem. The reason the Bucks are 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 the favorites to come out of the East is because their bench unit, there's zero drop off. Yeah. When you, when you take out the starters, all of a sudden the bench unit it plays even better than the starters because the bench unit for other teams is just abysmal. So if you can get a guy like that who can come and anchor your bench, 
that's a major deal in the playoffs. There's so many teams that have just fascinating off seasons because Warriors are losing Cousins. They're not getting him back. Uh, no. Clay Thompson, he's up for uh, – the Warriors want to keep him. Kevin Durant's player uh, option is up, but they're paying Andre Iguodala $17 million. That's killing them right now. It really is. Uh, I, I think Durant's gone, and because Durant is gone, Clay's staying. Because Clay and Steph, they want to be the Splash Brothers forever. Like, you can tell that they're having so much fun being the guys again now that Durant is hurt that I think they want to run that back and see if they can prove everybody wrong, that they prove that they yeah. don't need Kevin. Somebody says the Lakers have a better package to offer for Zion. Maybe. The the gap between number three and number four in this draft is huge. Yeah. The, it, it's huge. And the Lakers do have – they got Hart, Ingram, Ball, all that oh, stuff. But, they've got way more than the Knicks have. Yeah, but I mean – That's for sure. But here's the thing. When I look at Kevin Knox, Dennis Smith, uh, Mitchell Robinson, I'm like, those are three good pieces – but the difference between that number three and the number four pick is monumental. Yeah. That's where that's the key part of this. The key isn't Brandon Ingram or Lonzo Ball. Right, right. In fact, I've gone as far as to say if the Bulls pick up Lonzo Ball, that's we're done. We're <laughs> done here. The, the, the rumor was going around that they were gonna have a, a LeBron for Ben Simmons trade. Which would have put Ben Simmons and Lonzo Ball on the same team, and I just don't think they should, they should put a lid on the rim and just save yeah. everybody time. I don't. I don't get why everybody, why all these people are like, "Oh, Sixers should trade Ben Simmons." I'm like, "What? He it's his second year, right?" But he hasn't attempted to get any better from further out than four feet. Like he hasn't even tried. Like at least at least Giannis is in the is in the gym for hours at a time. He was he's shooting he's shooting forty percent on four threes a game in the playoffs. That's yeah, a lot better than it was before. But like Ben isn't even he hasn't attempted a three pointer. Like he's hey, not but, he's not trying to get better. When I look at that though, I mean, he's nineteen, or no, he's he's twenty two. Steph Curry didn't become an all star till he's like twenty five. Right, but Steph 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 made more three-pointers in his sleep his freshman year at Davidson than Ben Simmons has in his NBA career. True, but I mean, that's not all Ben Simmons does. He is a six-foot-ten point guard that rebounds nine times a game. Right, he is that, but if he's anything further out than four feet, he can't hit a shot. That's, I mean, he gets to the rim rim a lot, but but it would be nice if he had a pull-up. That'd be fair, but... I mean, DeMarcus Cousins was like that. DeMarcus Cousins is a center one inch taller than than yeah. Ben Simmons. And you know what? I, I probably – I can't remember how many three-pointers I ever saw him shoot at Kentucky. Six maybe ever. And now he's making – like when he's healthy, uh, DeMarcus Cousins makes like 120, 130 threes right. a year. You, you can develop that. Yeah, I, you, you certainly can. Um, I, I think the problem is is that Demarcus Cousins appeared willing to develop that, and Ben Simmons does not appear willing to try and develop that. Lakers landed the number four pick. That's very interesting as well. But uh, we'll see how all this ends up. We're going to do some more NBA content leading up to the draft and the draft night. Alex, what do you got going on this week? Uh, and it's uh, NBA playoffs starting tonight, uh, and the Bucks 
play the Raptors tomorrow night. Looking forward. Like by the time we get to uh, to next week's uh, podcast, somebody's going to be up two zero, or I guess one one. But I mean, like it's going to be we're going to be two games deep into the into the conference finals, and that's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, follow me at Sean Ross at follow Alex at Pawlowski the fourth. Follow us at Fightful. Until next time, guys, leave a a thumbs up on this video. Join us this Sunday. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.